Good morning, Gathering Midtown family. First and foremost, a very happy Father's Day to all the fathers, father figures, pet dads in our congregation. I hope that today meets each of you as it needs to, whether it be through celebration, reflection, or remembrance of what fatherhood is for you and how it's moved in your life. May all of us be reminded of the good, good father we have above as well, who cares for us, who loves us, and who knows all of our needs. As a small encouragement to our dads, I am channeling my grandmother, Anna, in this moment, who has a practice of gifting Bible verses during milestone events, like birthdays or holidays. She never writes or reads out the verses she gives in what I think is a very strategic move to get me to open my Bible, so I'm going to do the same with you all. For Father's Day, since we're in the book of Proverbs, I'm gifting y'all Proverbs 4, 11, and 12, which is funnily enough shared in the form of a father speaking to his sons. So go read it or don't. I'm not your dad. So I want to invite you all to take a pause and look at the following image. What comes to mind for you? Now, while I imagine one or two of you may be thinking about those scales at Central Market that tell you the unreasonable cost of your fruit, I'm assuming that for many of us, the image of a scale brings to mind the word justice. We often see scales as a representation of our justice and legal systems. Um, you know, we have experienced a year of reckoning uh, individually and collectively on the inequities that exist in our country in various realms, our legal systems, our healthcare systems, our schools, you name it. We may find ourselves continually hearing words like justice and equity. And for some of us, it is long overdue that we think about these things. While for others, it may be new, it may be messy, it may be confusing. It's a topic we need to continually seek wisdom on, and I think Proverbs can be a place we can look to for guidance. Today, I want to invite us to look at Proverbs 20, verse 10. So let's read it together. Unequal weights and unequal measures are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Now, I'll be honest that as I was preparing this teaching, I was a bit distressed that this was the verse that the Spirit seemed to keep pointing me towards. Uh, if I'm frank, talking about unbalanced scales felt a, at, at first a bit random, and the language isn't super encouraging either, as we may find with some other proverbial sayings. But as I kept praying through it, I found myself becoming more aware of the lessons available to us through this proverb. Um, you know, as a technical note, there are several proverbs on weights and measures, scales present throughout the book of Proverbs. For example, Proverbs 11.1, 1, the Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. If we continue reading through Proverbs 20, you'll once again note a similarity in verse 23. The Lord detests differing weights, and dishonest scales do not please him. Proverbs 16.11 actually also references scales, this time in what feels like the inverse. Honest scales and balances belong to the Lord. All the weights 
in the bag are of his making. Now, I've learned that when there is repetition in the Bible, it's cause for us to pay attention. So what are we seeing here? Well, scales were the primary measuring device used by merchants. So we can ground the context of this proverb in business practice and trade. In the days of Solomon, commodities were purchased by their weight. Merchants would use scales with both buyers and sellers for their business exchanges. Now, when a merchant had unequal weights and measures on their scale, they were actually able to cheat both the buyer and seller for their own profit. If we read Proverbs 20.10, we can easily glean how this sits with God. Unequal weights and measures are alike an abomination to the Lord. And last I recall, abomination was not a word used lightly. When we look it up in the dictionary, it's a word that actually indicates, you know, great disgust or hatred. <sighs> you know, just yesterday we celebrated Juneteenth, uh, the oldest known celebration commemorating the end of slavery here in the United States. Here's a day where we are invited to celebrate and rejoice with our Black brothers and sisters on the breakdown of an institution that literally tipped the scales of wealth and human worth in favor of one group at the expense of another. Even then, celebration can feel bittersweet at times. It actually took two and a half years after Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation for the news to be disseminated throughout Texas. Now, some of that was due to the pace at which news traveled those days, but there is also record of owners of enslaved peoples withholding this information to get one more season's crop. As I've learned a little bit more about Juneteenth and our nation's history, what I begin to see is the deep social wounding that took place and the scarring that remains and continues to come up today because of imbalance scales. When I think back to Proverbs 2010, I actually begin to understand why it is an abomination to God. See, whether it be through an interpersonal relationship, like a merchant selling or exchanging goods, or more systemic, like the institution of slavery, when the scales in our lives are adjusted for selfish gain, greed, power, control, what it does is create fractures in our interactions with one another. We have to recognize that if unfair weights and measures create these fractures, they breed injustice, inequity, and deceit between one another. And we learn that God is actually in the business of resetting the scales for the sake of justice and equity and righteousness so that things may be made right again. You know, as I was thinking about how to close, I realized that our lives are also measured on a just scale before a righteous God. We glean insight on where we stand in relation to this scale in the verse right before Proverbs 2010, which states, who can say I have kept my heart pure? I am clean without sin. As inheritors and perpetrators of sin, we have to recognize we cannot balance this scale out by our own merit and works. What we owe is simply too great, for we know that the wages of our sin is death. Yet, God in his mercy 
rebalances that scale, resets the weights so that through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we could be made right in our relationship with him. What a gift that is to us if we really sit with it. In being made right with God, we are not only reconciled to him, but we are invited to joyfully and wisely recognize where other imbalances lie and need to be made right. As a quick example, Zacchaeus, the tax collector, who by nature probably was very familiar with scales uh, by the way of his career, he experienced salvation in his interaction with Jesus and was immediately prompted to restore those he had cheated in abundance. In being reconciled to God vertically, it's only natural that this reconciliation brought forth justice, equity, and righteousness for his community as a testament to how God is in the process of making all things right and rebalanced. So as we close, I, I want to ask you, are you aware of how God has balanced the scales through the just work of Jesus Christ to make things right with you? Are you aware of the unequal measures and weights in our surroundings or spheres of influence and how God is in the, war, in the, in the business of making those right as well? If not, why? If so, how do you respond? Do you feel like it's an abomination as Proverbs 20.10 teaches us when we see these imbalances? How can we, as followers of Christ, faithfully and wisely take steps to make the scales right? Are we asking him to guide us? Thanks for listening, y'all. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the time that we have had this morning to reflect on a proverb that at first may seem a bit strange, may seem a bit random, but has a lot to teach us. Lord, we ask that you would uh, help us see um, how it is that you have balanced the scales so that we may be made reconciled to you and that you may help us look around, give us your eyes to see where there are imbalances in our spheres of influence in our community so that we could participate in your great work of making them right as well. We pray that you would guide us. We pray that we would um, be led by your spirit and hear wisdom's cry. In Jesus' name, amen.